Hey, what's up, everyone? Happy Wednesday. It's hump day, hump night. Not that kind of hump night. Welcome to another podcast episode of the Daily Mind. How is everyone's evening going? How's your Wednesday finishing up? Hopefully you are getting everything you need to get done this week done, of course. And um, yeah, it's Wednesday. Like we're already halfway through the week. It's kind of crazy. All right. September's flying. All right. We've already sat and reflected on 9-11. You know, now we've moved on. It's been 22 years and counting. It's amazing. Like 22 years, man. And you look back at everything, you know, you remember everything about that day. And that's kind of what I highlighted in that last episode I did a couple of days ago on 9-11. Just my experience and just how it overall changed everything, just about every aspect. I didn't cover everything, but I covered as much as I can. Um, But yeah, it was my very first 9-11 episode of the show. Um, Last year, I started the show on October 6th. So I felt really compelled to do a a 9-11 episode this time around with the show. I couldn't resist to... um, did the urge to do the show. I didn't want to skip out on that episode. So I made sure I do a nine 11 episode. And of course, uh, yesterday I took a break and today I'm doing a show now. Now, the one thing I did leave out on the nine 11 episode was conspiracy theories. I thought it was kind of tasteless to do uh, conspiracy theories on nine 11. Okay. Nine 11 is more of a day to reflect and remember. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to save the conspiracy theories for another episode. Um, which will be tonight's episode. Now, for years, for years, there are a lot of people, a lot of Americans that are convinced that 9-11 was all put together in some elaborate scheme or plot by the government. And then there's also just so many other speculations and theories that people just can't really prove anyway. But, you know, again, I'm a conspiracy theorist to a point. Okay, I will say that. But, you know, even at some point, you got to, like, live and let. You know what I mean? Like, okay, there's not everything's going to have an answer to it or something like that. You know what I mean? There's going to be um, some things that we're just not going to always be able to figure out. And, unfortunately, dead men can't don't tell tales. So, for those who perished on 9-11 cannot tell you what happened or the people who were on the planes or were in the buildings trapped and, and then, you know, they can't tell you what happened. They're gone. You know, those will all be the only people that will debunk anything about 9-11. But until then, all we can do is theorize what potentially happened on that crazy day. And I'm, I'm telling you, I've heard things from like insurance, um, you know, insurance sale, like, you know, um, or buyouts. I've heard certain people were told not to come into uh, the World Trade Center on that day. I've heard um, I've heard it all. I've heard it all like the. The planes were not really planes. And, you know, I've even heard conspiracies like 9-11 never happened. Um, The last time I looked at the New York skyline, which was just a few months ago, I'm pretty sure them Twin Towers are gone. They are gone. So, yeah, you can definitely debunk that shit. However, though, there are still diehard conspiracy theorists that still stand by what they believe in. There was a documentary literally called Loose Change that um really, really put out conspiracy theories about 9-11 and I think that documentary is what really started like opening people's eyes like there has to be more to this you know how is it possible that four hijacked airplanes hijacked in unison somehow can just fly with no problem and you know head to the intended target a lot of people don't believe that something like that could even happen but then again back then 
security, airport security was a little bit more lax than it is now because when 9-11 happened, it birthed the TSA. Now we have the TSA where things are a little bit harder to kind of come by when it comes to um, trying to attempt something like that. So tonight's episode, I'm going to get into, of course, and again, I've waited till today to do it, 9-11 Conspiracies. Yep, we're going back again to another conspiracy sort of episode. Um, like, again, I did an episode not too long ago on uh, conspiracies, I believe, not too long ago, a season or so back. Um, but I never really touched much on 9-11. I think I might have even mentioned it um, at one point about 9-11. So I was doing some research. Every year I do this. Um, I look up stuff about 9-11 and stuff like that. I look up, you know, conspiracies. I look at some of the video, the footage. It's just, I don't know. It just unlocks a core memory. I know it sounds kind of weird in a sense, but that's how I get through my 9-11. Other than that, I just go through my day. You know what I mean? I just, you know, um, just live my life, which at this point in time, we all should be doing. Um, yeah, you don't forget 9-11, but again, you know, you, you got to like live your life, okay? So I looked up some uh, websites um throughout my day and like the past few days i found one website i'm kind of scrolling to find this website um damn it was a good one too give me a second here as i look to find that website uh let's see i think it was somewhere up here um let me see um because it it's so many that that's the crazy part about it is, is there's so many um 9-11 conspiracies out there whether or not you believe it or not whether it gives you some sort of closure you know, that's completely up to you, but um, a lot of people, a lot of shit has also been debunked, too. I mean, a lot of people really stick by their by their stuff, but, you know. All right, so I found the website. It's a website called News One. I was looking at it for the past couple of days, and um, it's it's pretty compelling, um, it, some of the theories they have on here. And this is, these are theories I heard even for years. Um, I've heard a lot of these theories. I'm going to read through it. Um, News One. Now, this was posted. Actually, this was published last year, September 11th. I'm pretty sure every year there's someone publishing uh, conspiracy theories every year because I guarantee there's always new ones that kind of pop up too. But the ones on this list are some I've been hearing for years. And these are other theories. These theories are also popping up on other blogs and websites just the same because there's a strong belief of these particular... Um, these particular conspiracy theories, okay? So this was published uh, just last year on 9-11. Um, it says the most compelling 9-11 conspiracy theories, okay? Some of the stuff might sound a little bit crazy, okay? And I've probably heard much crazier than what is being said on this list. I'm going to read down the list, break it down, what I've heard and what sound even remotely close to believable, all right? So it says here, and this is coming from last year, it says... Uh, it's been 21 years, now it's 22, since 9-11, and still many conspiracy theories linger around that horrific day. Even though some have been debunked, people still latch on to them. Some might argue that conspiracies birth a culture of false truths that have created a division in this country we haven't seen in decades. I want to stop right there because I honestly believe this. Okay, now back then, okay, the internet wasn't what we see today. Okay, where it was so easy to go upload stuff on Facebook, um, Instagram, and 
you could put out your opinions and stuff super quickly. All we had was AIM, Instant Messenger, and that's it. There wasn't really much to, to like a platform to step on. Now everybody's got a Facebook or some sort of social media profile as a digital soapbox to stand on and speak whatever they want to speak freely from their mind and, 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 you know, from their heart. Okay, back then that wasn't the case. But when 9-11 happened, like we've had conspiracy theories for years. But when 9-11 happened in this digital age, more people were able to communicate their conspiracy theories. Back, back in the days, it was just like people were talking amongst themselves in person about conspiracy theories or writing books. Okay, nowadays, you can just post shit up. Within seconds, it's posted and you're good to go. Now, I'm going to finish up. It says on January 6, 2021... Donald Trump supporters stormed the Capitol building trying to overturn the election because they believed an easily debunked conspiracy that he actually won. Five people died and hundreds were injured. We've also witnessed the rise of QAnon, uh, a right-wing group that uses conspiracy theories as motives to commit violent acts. Conspiracy theories will always be part of the American culture, and so will 9-11. Since there are questions we will never get answers to, some of these conspiracies will live on forever. Now, it mentioned earlier in the article about how people still latch on to these theories. I personally think a lot of people latch on to these conspiracy theories because it's their sense of closure. It's kind of like a false truth in a sense or a half truth. It's like, okay, I believe this happened and I know this happened. They feel it in their heart that it happened that way, but we don't know that for certain. But for some people, a conspiracy uh, theory gives some sort of uh, closure. Okay, not saying that they're right, not saying that they're wrong. It's just like you don't know the right, the true answer, but you know, you got something to where you could have some sort of peace of mind. Okay, so right now it gives you, it gives me on this list, I think 11. Let me see. I'm going to just look real quick. Uh, it gives me, yeah, 11. Oddly enough, no, no, like that's a coincidence. It gives me 11 conspiracies, right? Now, I, what I want to do is I want to go backwards. Um, yeah, I want to go, actually, um, should I go backwards? Okay, yeah, let me go backwards. No, 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 let me go forward. <laughs> I'm going to go forward. I'm going to just start with the number one and work my way down the list. Okay, now, it says here that they compiled a list of the 11 most compelling 9-11 conspiracy theories that exist to date. And then I'm going to try to find some um, other conspiracy theories, maybe on the, perhaps another website. Now, this first conspiracy theory, this is not one I've heard very much of. Uh, insider traders knew about attacks before it happened. Now, I mentioned insider traders because the World Trade Center was the financial epicenter of the world, which is why they call it the World Trade Center. It says, right before September 11th attacks, some fishy business happened within the stock market and insurance firms. An extraordinary amount of put options were placed on United Airlines and American Airlines stocks, the same airlines that were hijacked during the attacks. Many speculate that the traders were tipped off about the attacks and profited from the tragedy. The Securities and Exchange Commission launched an insider trading investigation in which Osama bin Laden was a suspect after receiving information from at least one Wall Street firm. So what that sounds like is, okay, hey, something big is going to happen in September. Put some puts on this and you're going to make a lot of money off these two particular stocks, right? Because I think United and American Airlines lost a lot of money from that. So I guess if you had some source on the inside telling you to sell, like, like sell all of your fucking stock right now of American Airlines and United the day before 
okay? You can make a lot of money while the next day 9-11 happens or whatever that week, and both of these entities lose all that money in stock. So, I mean, I, at the time, was not following the stock market. I was obviously in high school. I didn't really pay too much attention to it as, like, right now. So I really couldn't, like, tell. I forgot what the Dow was because I know, like, as soon as 9-11 happened, um, the stock market closed. Normally, the bell rings at about 4.30 in the afternoon. Everybody goes home. So I don't remember what the Dow Jones or anything was like that, but I'm pretty sure you can Google that. Now, whether or not that has been debunked, I don't know. That's one I didn't really hear very much about in the list of conspiracy theories. All right, the next one, uh, number two. Now, I've heard this one. This one I've heard, and it was rampant for years. Number two, air defense was told to stand down. Okay, it says, in the event that airplane, in the event that an airplane is hijacked, the North American Aerospace Defense Command, uh, Command also known as NORAD, is prepared to sh uh, send out fighter jets which can uh, debilitate or shoot down 9-11 aircraft. On 9-11, NORAD generals said they learned of the hijackers in time to scramble fighter jets. Some skeptics believe that NORAD commanded defense systems to stand down because their lack of presence during the attacks. So, in theory, what's supposed to happen is if there's a plane flying in, you know, in airspace that is not supposed to, let's say there's like, a low-flying 737 flying over Washington, D.C. That plane will get a warning to get out of that area or it's going to get shot down by any means necessary. A lot of people were kind of perplexed by the idea that they were in jets already up there ready to go. But you have to understand one thing. A couple of those jets, I'm not mistaken, one left from Boston. Boston to New York is not that far away. And it's not like in the movies where you can, like, scramble jets right there on the fly. You got to find pilots that already have flown. You got to find pilots that like gotten the, the required eight hours of sleep. It is not as quick as you think to scramble jets to go and execute sort a sort of mission that way. But I heard that too, not even that long after 9-11 that, you know, where were the fighter jets? How come they weren't there to shoot the planes down? Nobody knew what the hell was going on. It was just like all over the place. And then it was also another conspiracy that didn't make it on this list that they were um, like a week's prior to 9-11, that they were exercises simulating something very similar to 9-11 that the Air Force was uh, was exercising in the event that something like that happened, which it did. Okay, but again, I don't know that. You don't know that. Again, it'll give you peace of mind to know that in the back of your head that that might have been the case, but who knows? But I do remember, as the day went on, we did have fighter jets flying over New York. That much I do remember. By then, the planes have already went to where they needed to go, and the tower's already gone. But I guess what it was was that there was so much speculation that there were more hijacked commercial aircraft up there. Nobody, Again, nobody knew what the hell was going on. It wasn't like we had the internet the way we did, or we had quick access to the internet on our phones. That was not a thing. Back then, a cell phone was just used to just make phone calls. That was it. All right, number three. Planes didn't make Twin Towers collapse. Bombs did. Okay, I've heard this one too. A lot of people, even on the ground, claim they've heard booms and explosions before the buildings even collapsed. Almost like a, um, a, um, a time demolition, right? Where, you know, when a building, when you're getting rid of a building and it implodes, you have a time detonation where, or something where it's coordinated to where the building blows up at a particular point. Boom, 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 boom. Now, 
I'm not an engineer, but what I learned of the World Trade Center was that the building was designed to implode. It was a tube-like design, okay? Most of the structure and the, and the integrity was in the middle of the building. So it's designed to pancake on itself. A lot of people claim before the buildings fell that they've heard multiple booms from various parts of the buildings and even like flashes that they've seen that you would normally see in a controlled demolition. So what the, 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 the conclusion was that obviously if the building is falling floor by floor by floor by floor by floor, it's going to go boom, 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 right? Go straight down. However, though, people were like, no, I've heard explosions from inside. Now, you got to understand how much shit is inside the World Trade Center that is either explosive or, or just volatile, right? There's a lot of shit inside that building that can explode. You got electronics all over the place. You have computers, phones. Um, you got everything. Fire extinguishers. Anything can, like, really just blow up in there. Plus, not to mention, you have a whole airplane inside there with jet fuel literally pouring all the way downstairs where probably people in the lobby could even smell it. But it says here, um, it says the World Trade Center appeared similar, uh, I'm sorry, the World Trade Center collapse appeared similar to a controlled demolition. Many speculate that the towers were in fact blown down with explosives placed in select locations. Some witnesses recounted hearing explosions inside the buildings as they attempted to escape. Many architects and scientists even maintain that a plane's fuel cannot produce enough heat to melt the steel frames of the two buildings that collapsed. And of course, that statement bought on the joke of how, uh, I guess George Bush said, jet fuel cannot melt steel beams. I've been hearing that for years as well. Also, another crazy conspiracy I've heard, not on this list, was that some people claim that the night before 9-11, that, ra that some random guys dressed in, I guess, not suits, but like, I don't know, I've heard one where there was these guys dressed in like jumpsuits or whatever, and they had bags and stuff. And the theory was that these guys went into the building and they set up controlled uh, like thermite and like other dem um, explosive devices time for certain things. I've heard it all. I again, I don't know who the hell walks in that building. I've only been to World Trade Center one time. But that was another theory I heard too over time was that they had random guys with no sort of description whatsoever go into the building, they were there all times of the night, and then that was it. And this was, like, right before 9-11. Um, again, I don't know that. I was only in high school playing Sega Dreamcast. I don't fucking know. But, again, these are things that people have been speculating for years just based on um, how the building spelled. Like, everybody became an architectural engineer that day. Everybody became an engineer that day. They're like, you know, why didn't the buildings tip over? to the side because they're not designed they weren't designed to do that now the buildings were designed to sway on a normal windy day about two to three feet to the left and right when the when they got hit with the planes they swayed six to eight feet the fact that the buildings did not break is amazing in itself when on impact again the buildings are designed to sway so they don't break on themselves is why the buildings kind of did that and they, they held up longer than they did they fell like after an hour all right, the next one here is, um, this one's another one too. Uh, number four, the Pentagon attack scientifically doesn't hold up. It says the Pentagon crash may be the most puzzling event of that day. Theorists maintain that the impact holes in the Pentagon were much smaller than the commercial Air American Airlines plane. They also question why the plane was not shot down prior to impact, as well as why the plane impacted a section of the Pentagon that was vacant due to renovations. Now, also, I've heard about that too. 
because there was one grainy camera that caught the whole event with the Pentagon. A lot of people said that it was a missile. And a lot of people questioned, like, why, you know, where were the big pieces of the plane? Where was the fuselage? Where was the elevator? Where was the wings, the jet engine? They were almost apparently non-existent in there, in that crash site. And um, there was also a, a crazy conspiracy how there was uh, apparently CIA or whoever was on the ground putting airplane parts all over the place on the ground to make it look as if a plane actually crashed into it. Another crazy smoking gun was the one that crashed in Pennsylvania. The fact that it was just a gaping grater, there was no major big airplane parts whatsoever, led a lot of people to believe that the plane was actually shot down. That normally in plane crashes, at least to my known history, there's always big pieces of plane of the plane scattered about. You know, you got the fuselage, you have the wings, you have the winglets, you have the the, the rudders, the elevators. You got like big sections of the plane, engines, landing gear, somewhere all sprinkled about. Now, when the World Trade Center damage was like when the smoke cleared, the landing gear was literally found like a few blocks to the north. Uh, from one of the planes that landed in the street. Like, the, the landing gear just landed somewhere far up from the site itself. You know, big pieces like that. And they, you know, eventually found the, the black boxes, too, which is another conspiracy, the black boxes. A lot of people claim that the government grabbed the black boxes and went away with it, so they didn't hear, or the public couldn't hear, what exactly was said in that cockpit. However, though, it has been said that the families did secretly somehow get a chance to hear what happened on the black boxes and it was hidden from the public for years at least that's what a lot of people were saying um let's see uh flight on uh, number five flight 93 was completely staged that's the one that crashed in shanksville pennsylvania that was the one i was just talking about because when you look at the area it's just one fl gaping flaming crater almost like if something fell out of the sky and crashed right into that spot so it says here, the fourth hijacked plane, Flight 93, crashed in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. It is believed that the passengers fought back and crashed the plane into a field. Skeptics believe that Flight 93 landed safely while a substitute plane was shot out of the sky. Other theorists believe that the passengers were murdered or relocated and will never be found. So what well, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like to me what they're saying is, okay, Flight 93 was never hijacked. It was a plane that landed somewhere safely. The passengers got off, probably changed their names, changed their identities. They now live new lives. Their names, are, they like almost never appeared on a manifest. And that some random ass other plane, they shot down right then and there to make it look like. That sounds pretty crazy. That sounds like uh, something out of a movie, if you will. Uh, something of that plot. I mean, I wouldn't put it past anybody, but I mean, that's, that's kind of elaborate. But again, when you look at Shanksville... Like, there's no big pieces of wreckage. Where did it go? Any plane crash, you're going to find big-ass pieces of the plane. So I kind of, like, think that that was kind of weird when that um when it all went down at the time. I was like, well, where the hell is the pieces of the plane at? You know, are they going to construct reconstruct the pieces that they had? It was like almost nothing left. And that's what led a lot of people to believe that the shit was honestly just, like, evaporated out of the sky. All right, the next one. Number six. Hijackers are alive. How did their passports survive the explosion? That's a really good question. Like anything else would have burnt the fuck up. It says here, after the September 11th attacks, the Loose Change documentary stated that all of the hijackers were alive. 
in other countries rather than presumptuous, since it's possible for two different people to have identical names. But they did raise a good point. How did the passports of the terrorists survive the explosion? In the aftermath of the attacks, passports and identification were found as evidence. Many skeptics question how identification made out of paper survived the same explosion that destroyed the buildings. Now, that also goes to the conspiracy that a lot of that shit was planted on site. Now, I don't know in such a, a vast amount of wreckage that the buildings created afterwards that you could just plant some shit like that that is just easily found. That would take months to find something like that. Like, they were still finding people weeks after the aftermath. Just imagine the passport. Now, the passport, yeah, it would have burnt up like any other piece of paper. I don't, you know, a passport is not made out of, like, some sort of material that is, like, flame, re flame retardant. No. No, damn, I just bit my lip. <laughs> but um, just the idea, like, how did, how did this happen? I mean, you can't have two passports, right, of the same. You only, like, allow one passport unless you claim, like, okay, I lost the passport. And now you get another passport. Now you got two passports. I don't know. Things were a little different back then. But it just, it, it, it to some people, just didn't add up. Like, how was that possible? You know? But even then, you to think about it, you in that wreckage, you found, like, cell phones that were still intact. You found ID cards that were somewhat little bit charged. So if you think about it, and that was just, like, all the shit from, the, from inside the building. So if you think about it, I mean, it's kind of possible that the, the passports didn't burn up. Because, again, people were finding... Like, the, the recovery crew was still finding things that were intact. Whether it be shoes, ID cards, you name it. They found things that were still intact. So it's very much possible that, you know, the passports could have just held up. All right, number seven. Uh, this one is somewhat not very familiar. Um, cell phone calls were made from the plane were faked. I'm not sure how. But it says inf the in-flight calls were made from cell phones in both hijacked planes. Scientists and skeptics maintain that cell phones could not retrieve reception from that altitude at which planes typically fly. Others question a phone call from a son to his mother in which he referred to himself by his own first and last name. Now, okay, the cell phone service back then was shit, okay? It was still in infancy. Today, I'm pretty sure the cell phone service can reach about that high. I don't know how much that these cell phone towers can emit going in like multiple directions. Okay, maybe it's it's more possible now than it is uh yesteryear to make a cell phone call um like that. And then as far as that phone call about the son saying his first and last name, I don't I don't think I've heard that one. Not saying like it's hasn't been speculating. It's just one I haven't really like come across. All right, this one, this next one, I heard this one almost immediately. And listen, please, again, I'm reading off this list. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but this is what I heard too almost immediately after 9-11. Number eight, Jewish people knew the attack was going to happen, took off work on September 11th. It was almost as if they're saying, hey, they told uh, Mr. Hirschbaum or, 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 or Mr. Moskowitz, hey, don't show up to work the next day because you just want to stay home, call out sick, right? Now, it says here, theorists noticed that 4,000 Jewish employees took off from work on September 11, 2001. Some of the first people to record the attacks on camera were also Jewish. Many became suspicious and put the religious group on radar as suspects in the wake of the attack. You have to also understand how early in the morning that shit was. Not everybody was at that building yet. 
There were still people commute, um, commuting to work. Thank goodness that this didn't like happen, that those planes didn't hit sometime between like 9 o'clock and almost lunchtime, where everybody is in the fucking building. The plane hit at 8.46. People were not all there at work yet. So, I mean, it is very much possible that not really people just called out sick, or just told not to come, just they didn't show up to work just yet. I mean, that it was, it was a lot of people that worked in that building, okay? 4,000 just random Jewish workers just, like, told not to come to work is kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of like that, that one person that tell you, hey, don't show up to work the next day. They don't want to specify why. They just tell you don't show up to work the next day, and then something bad happens. But, I mean, it, it's kind of, I think that one is just a little bit far-fetched. I, I honestly don't think they're going to contact every person of a jewish faith to work inside the world trade center not to come in because <laughs> contrary to what you may think they have there were jews that died in the world trade center yes there were jewish people that died in those buildings so i mean like if that was the case then i you know i i, I would think different if like nobody of jewish faith died in the not in that attack then i'd be like okay well that is kind of weird but no there are people of Jewish faith that died in that building. So I, that will be one I have to debunk, okay? I mean, that's that's kind of crazy when you think about it. All right, the next one. Number nine, black boxes found by search crew was kept secret. Mm, okay. It says, during the weeks following the attack, the plane's black boxes were some of the most important items under investigation. They were the only evidence of what happened inside the cockpits of the plane. Three of four black boxes were found, and only one was in good enough condition to hear. The tape was not initially released, but it was shared with families on the victims in, 20, I'm sorry, in 2002. Skeptics believe the tapes were not disclosed in order to support a secret scheme. But it says right here that the families heard the tapes. And you know what? Believe it or not, those black boxes are tougher than you think. They can stay submerged in water up to about 6,000 meters. They can hold a beacon for 90 fucking days. That's three months where they can still send a beacon, a... Uh, um, a, a faint signal of sort to help locate this black box. I've seen pictures of damaged black boxes from previous aircraft disasters. Those things can hold up very, very well. Okay. And the fact, of, you know, again, it would be almost impossible to be like, oh, we never found the black boxes in the wreckage. Despite how much of the wreckage um, the buildings created, it, 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 you would still find the black box. You would still find it. Like, that wreckage went... That wreckage was so bad. It was so high. It was about, like, roughly... And some some witnesses said that the wreckage was about at least 10 stories high. It was that much to, to comb. But you could still find the black box. And I'm pretty sure the focus was really just to find survivors. The black box will come later in time. All right, next one. Uh, number 10. The Bin Laden tapes are fake. This I've been hearing a while, too. And, I, you know, every time that man appeared on TV, a lot of people were like, well, that, he doesn't look like the same Bin Laden. He looks different. He doesn't look the same. And, of course, the conspiracy theorists uh, believe that uh, Osama Bin Laden worked for the CIA under the moniker Tim Osmond. That was what I heard for a long fucking time, too. Um, it says um, the Bin Laden tapes. It says, initially... Osama bin Laden denied any involvement with the attacks. Soon afterward, numerous tapes came out claiming he changed his mind and took full responsibility. Many skeptics believe that bin Laden was targeted because of his stake in the stock market, as well as he, as well as because of former President George W. Bush personal business ventures in the Middle East, which ties into another conspiracy theory 
about how the Bush family and the Bin Laden family were great business partners. Bin Laden made his fortune in construction. Bush made his fortune in oil. So a lot of people said that these two made business deals with each other, which also led more of the speculation that like George W. Bush planned for this to happen because of his past ties with the Bin Laden family. Whether or not it was directly with Osama, but he had apparently some dealings with that family. And a lot of people started looking at him as a hero to an anti-hero to just like public enemy number one when it came to um, 9-11 attacks. Like, oh yeah, he planned this because, you know, there was money at stake and stuff like that. Like, yes, we know money make people do some crazy ass shit. Okay, regardless of the consequence, somebody's getting paid off of it. Like, speaking of, the other conspiracy theory that was going around was Larry Silverstein. Larry Silverstein was, I believe, the owner. Well, the building was part, it belonged to the Port Authority, but Larry Silverstein, I think, was somewhat of an owner of the building. Uh, it was, like, under his name. However, though, right before 9-11, I think it was in August or July of 2001, a lot, um, there was a speculation that he took out an insurance policy of $1 billion on the buildings prior to the buildings getting attacked, which led a lot of people to believe or had them scratching their heads at something suspicious. Like, but this was after the like the attacks were done. That people started to think, like, yo, that was kind of suspicious. Like, it's almost like you're taking an insurance policy on, on your grandmother before you take out or just somebody. As no, I know that sounds kind of morbid, but it's it's kind of falling within that realm. Like, okay, hey, I'm gonna like, you know, it's like burning down buildings. It's like back in the Bronx, back in the 70s, landlords used to pay. The local kids, like $50, $20, $40 to go burn down an apartment building so they could clean up, get the money, and run. That's why, if you notice in the Bronx, back then, those buildings were all burned out because they were all insurance schemes. And the kids would get paid this little bit of money just to burn the fucking building down. It happened almost every goddamn day. There's little evidence of it now, but back then, it was like a war zone. So this Larry Silverstein thing don't sound very far-fetched. And a lot of people still believe that to this day. And the last conspiracy, number 11, aluminum planes can't penetrate steel structure of the World Trade Center. It says commercial airplane frames are constructed with a very light aluminum material in order to make it easier to fly. Theorists maintain there is no possible way an airplane could do as much damage to the Twin Towers as it did. They believe that missiles or explosives were used to ensure the buildings collapsed. 20 years after the attack, we may never know the entire story, but we will always remember people were lost on that tragic day. Yes, airplanes are light, okay? Remember what I said about the World Trade Center, the way it was built. The main support was in the middle of the building, in the tubular design. The building on the outside was mostly glass and thin sheets of metal. Like, anything could have, like, literally crashed through the World Trade Center. The World Trade Center was not heavy. It was pretty light. Now, if it was the Empire State Building, you see how solid that building is, right? Now, that building, if, if a 737 or a 757 crashed into the Empire State Building, the same effects would not happen. In fact, the plane would probably be more fucked up than the building itself, right? Now, if you look, right, the planes, when it hit the World Trade Center, didn't exactly make it all the way through the building. That's because by the time the plane hit that building and made it into those middle support columns, that fucked the plane up and just stopped it in its tracks. So the buildings kind of caught the planes like a catcher's mitt. 
it cut through the outside because that's the weakest part of the building. Once it got to the middle, that was it. Like, yeah, the explosion and everything kind of just came out on the other side of the building, on the other side of the impact area. But the plane itself didn't completely cut through because of those steel support structures. All right. And look, I could go on with on and on about this, like these lists. And there's more lists, but I'm already like 36 minutes into the show. And of course, I threw in some little bit, some little tidbit conspiracy theories in between as well. Um, let me see. What was another one I've heard that sound ridiculous? Oh, yes. The helicopters that were flying over the World Trade Center as it was smoldering. Okay. A lot of people initially believed that those helicopters were FBI helicopters that was flying over. Now, yes, there were news helicopters flying around the World Trade Center, but there was a couple that was filmed flying over the World Trade Center. And a lot of people believe that they belong to the FBI to monitor everything that was going on. And then another conspiracy I've heard of the World Trade Center. Um, golly, what was another one I've heard? Because I know one thing. The building lacked fireproofing, which is probably why it burned the way it fucking burned. That goes back to the whole jet fuel melting steel beams theory. Um, but another one I'm trying to think of that sound completely crazy um shit damn it i don't know there's so many account there's i'm not even gonna do a part two to this listen before i close this show out okay it's been 22 years a lot of people has died a lot of people are still dying from 9-11 related illnesses because of this however it happened the way it happened it shouldn't have happened but it happened okay the buildings are gone okay the, the people are gone. The planes are gone. It's gone. Now we built a new building. The Pentagon is fixed. Uh, Shanksville is now a memorial. And, you know, all we can do every year is just to remember those who were lost in, the, in those tragedies. Now, what do we learn from this is that, you know, us as a country, we are vulnerable like everybody else. But that's where we step up our security. We become more vigilant. And things can happen. Things happen every single day. Now, when we see another 9-11 type event, knock on wood, hopefully not. But it's always inevitable because I guess I promise you, you fell asleep on the night of September 10th thinking nothing was going to happen, right? We were all innocent, right? We're the U.S. We can't be touched. But then that shit woke us up and shook us to our core. And in other countries, a few years after the fact, we're getting um, terrorized too. And they thought the same thing. Like, hey, you know, it can't happen to us. Things happen anytime, anywhere. The only thing you can do is keep yourself safe, keep your family safe, keep your guard up, all right? As far as conspiracy theories, there's nothing wrong with having conspiracy theories. You just have to control yourself. Don't go bonkers with these conspiracy theories, all right? And if these, consp these conspiracy theories give you a little peace of mind, so be it. If it makes your day go by, gives you some sort of closure, I'm not knocking that, okay? There's more to... There's a lot of digging to do, but at the end of the day, you just kind of just have to live your life. And that's all you could do, because guess what? When you're dead and gone, it doesn't even matter anymore. So that's just something to kind of take with you. But other than that, keep digging. You might find something. All right. So, hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. I've been totally waiting to do this one for a minute. OK, so, hey, we're getting into Thursday. The weekend's almost here. So thanks for listening to this podcast and um, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday evening. Stay tuned for the next episode and 
it might just be whatever topic pops up in my head all right it's always something fun and exciting all right so hey have a great night take care of yourselves we'll do it again next time ciao